Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by allsteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. we got a jam-packed show for you guys. Zach Gentry is back. What does that mean for the Steelers' tight end position? I have a theory that they are not done adding names. In the meantime, Mike Tomlin talked at the league meetings yesterday Left a little bit of a nugget with the offensive line and what's to come, what maybe isn't to come. Steelers still have plenty of free agents that are still on the open market. Can anyone else return? And on top of that, the win over under is now out. And once again, everybody has an opportunity to make a boatload of money because that's what we love to do here at All Steelers Talk. It is a beautiful day in the Berg. It's been a beautiful weekend here in the Berg. How you feeling, my friend? Feel good. Um, yeah, that, that nice weather certainly didn't hurt. I'm sitting in a, uh, this is a big weekend for me. Got a new chair, new desk chair. Oh. From brought it up to my, yeah, you might, you might've heard on previous episodes, my very squeaky <laughs> office chair every time I lean back. Um, but none of that anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm comfy. I'm ready to go. Um, feeling good. That's huge. That is huge. Mm-hmm. I will not lie. I like the squeak, you know, like it was, it was it was authentic, a little humbling, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime I like accidentally smacked my mic or something, I was just like, "Yeah, well, you know, this is what we are. We just we're just out here making noises." Mm-hmm. It's, I like it, but congratulations, new office chair is a game changer. So big weekend, I like it. Big week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are in the league meetings, like I said, they'll be there all week. Uh, Mike Tomlin. I don't think there's really anything that necessarily impacts the Steelers when it comes to voting, outside of maybe a couple of rule changes that they'll have to follow. But I don't think it was anything. Super significant. What they will do is they will address the free agency signings, what has happened, what will happen, who's looking to start, what they're looking to do with certain guys. And they started off yesterday. It was Mike Tomlin's turn talking about the offensive line. I guess we'll start there. Tomlin comes out, says that the reason that they signed Siumalu and Nate Herbig is not to replace Kevin Dotson, at least not right now. It is to add depth that they believe is starter quality because last year all starters played all 17 games and they do not expect that to continue for two years now. I think the big question here, Tomlin said that they'll open it up to competition in the summer. They'll pick their best five. I think everybody's mindset was, well, Isaac Siumalu is clearly in that top five. It's more of is Nate Herbig or is Kevin Dotson also in that top five? Do you look at Tomlin's words and say, oh, yeah, well, that's uh, believable. They will let everybody compete. Or do you look at Tomlin's words and say, yeah, okay, you signed a 30-year-old veteran who is the biggest offensive lineman in free agency still to come in here and compete for a starting job? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, look, they can all compete, but I think we know who's going to win that competition. I think that's the way I look at it. Um, You know, Mike Tomlin's not the type to hand anything to anyone, but – 
there's a re like you said, there's a reason you signed one of the best offensive linemen available on the market. Um, I don't know. You wouldn't have pursued that guy if Kevin Dotson was a slam dunk starter and you could have gotten different depth for cheaper. You got a starter quality player and a, you know, like we said, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Like this is not, um, you know, this was not, this didn't feel like a depth move when he was signed. And I think to, I don't know. It seems a little ridiculous to to treat it that way. I think everyone can kind of see see how that offensive line looks and how it looked last year, and and it's clear that they made improvements. So the the idea that they wouldn't use those improvements, like exercise the actual you know better players that they got in free agency, is yeah, I, I think it's pretty easy to see through. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with the whole. Well, everybody's got to compete always. That's just what we do. I could see if like. They went into the summer and Nate Herbig was an absolute monster. And they're like, well, this guy's 25 years old. Like, let's give him the opportunity. Let's see what he could grow into. But to say that Isaac Siumalu came in here to compete with Kevin Dotson and and the better of the two, which is clearly Siumalu, is going to come out as a star. Like, this isn't a – if this was a younger guy like Herbig, I would say, who doesn't have the long-term starting experience, who hasn't been an anchor to an offensive line for the last couple of years. And I get that he's a smaller piece to the Eagles offensive line, but he's still part of the offensive line for the last four or five years. To say that this guy has got to compete for a job, it just doesn't, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. There's variations to the rule and the rule ends with a 30 year old. Like, you know, you're not Patrick Peterson isn't coming in here to compete with Akella Witherspoon and James Pierre and the best two are named the starter. You know, he's coming in here to start the, the two inside linebackers that Tomlin were both. He also said he was like, Oh, I don't know. We'll decide on who's starting and what the positions look. No, it's not Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts are starting inside linebackers. As of right now, if something changes in the draft, they'll address it. But at the offensive line, it's the same way. Simalu came in here to be a starter do you think that that changes? Like, do you think that that hurts them? Because when Tomlin addressed this, I think they had an opportunity to open the door and say, see, Malu is a good guy. He's a veteran. Herbig's also a veteran. We feel very confident in these two. You know, we'll see what the future holds for Kevin Dotson and just let the other 32 teams out there know, like, he's available if you guys want to make a phone call. Do you think that? Maybe he should have went that route. I don't know. I, I think either way they'll know. But do you think that he should have, you know, publicly opened that door? Well, I, the thing is, I don't think Siamalu and Herbig are the guys who need to be challenged. Kevin Dotson yeah, yeah. is the one who needs to be like I, like, I think you make a good point. Like, Kevin Dotson is the one who needs to know that his job is not completely secure. Like, I don't know why they are, they're not bending over backwards, but going out of their way to say, Kevin Dotson has as equal an opportunity to start as these other guys like that. I don't know Uh, of all the guys on this offensive line. It it feels like they are deferring to Dotson into a unit that needed help. The, 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 um, the returners on a unit that, that needed help instead of saying we made these moves for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. This, this unit needed help and we got it help and we're going to use that help. Yeah. It's, it's just weird to not, to use this tactic, but to use it, I, I think they're using it on the wrong people, quite honestly, if that makes yes. any sense. Yeah, there's no reason to put it on a guy who's, you know, it's not Isaac Siumalu doesn't have to come in here and prove that he's a starter quality player in the NFL. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. You wouldn't have signed him if that was the case. Yeah, exactly. You're not giving him a three year, $18 million deal or whatever. If you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, maybe yeah, this guy's not sure. Yeah. 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 No, you signed him to be a starter. That's what you did. You brought him in here. Andy Weidel has experience, but there's nobody in the locker room right now that you could sit down and say, this guy isn't the starting left guard. So maybe you should have just been open about that. And I think at the same time, you want to protect a guy like Nate Herbig. But just like you said, you don't have to protect Kevin Dotson. There's no reason to protect Kevin Dotson. He's a guy that's young. He's still competing. He was on the wrong side of the offensive line last year. He made a lot of penalties. He had two major errors that led to Kenny Pickett concussions, which, you know, I don't put all of that on Kevin Dotson. I really don't even put half of that on Kevin Dotson. But. He was the guy who let somebody through who gave Kenny Pickett a concussion and he took the blame for that twice. He's the guy that you got to put a little bit, little bit of pressure on. And I don't know, like Mike Tomlin doesn't like to do anything publicly, but behind closed doors, you better be putting that pressure on, you know, you better, just like you're saying, you better, you better follow through and say, Hey, look at, you know, these are the, the, these guys came in here. There's obvious, you know, don't just let it be interpreted because I don't think everybody in that locker room is going to interpret that. And I think that you have to. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah. At some point, you have to be direct with, yeah, with Kevin and say, "You, the, there's nothing guaranteed for you on this team." It, you know, at some, at a certain, ex, to a certain extent, Kevin should know that. But yeah, he should. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that the window is still open to trade him before the draft? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Um, no, not after that. Because my comment, my my thought there was, you hear those comments. And then it kind of feels like they're going to walk into the summer with all three of them. Whereas in before it was like, well, at any moment, somebody could be traded. And I still think at any moment, somebody could be traded. But I think that if Tomlin had his way, they'd uh, unless there's like a fifth round pick out there that you're like, oh, OK, you know, we got to get this guy. Let's trade Kevin Dotson right now. But unless that happens, I could see right now the Steelers just like, yeah, well, you know. Might as well have three quality guys at left guard and right. It's not a bunch like, of money. It's not like they didn't need depth, you know. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. be unhappy with bringing three these three guys in with them into the summer. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. But yeah, until you draft a center, and then you're like, well, now we have eight million offensive linemen. And we got to cut one because you can't. Like you have you can't cut Kevin Dotson. You have to you have to trade him, and you're going to find yourself. I mean, you could ke- cut Kevin Dotson, but you should trade him. Yeah, you should definitely trade them if you're going to cut them. And because you could get like you could, I think you could get a fourth round pick for Kevin Dotson. I think in the right situation, you might be able to get a third. Like if you find a team that really needs a guard, that is, you know what I mean? Like July hits and somebody goes down. Kevin Dotson's a guy who's got like 30 games worth of starting experience. You know, he came into the league. There was a ton of upside on this guy. If he had good ankles, I think he'd probably match that upside to a degree if he had a better left tackle i think he'd match some of that to to a degree i think teams are going to look at that just like chase claypool like you you know if you got a 30 second pick for chase claypool you get something for kevin dotson i don't care what it is but you could get something for kevin dotson but i think that you hit a point in the summer where you push it too far and you find yourself in a mesa rudolph situation where there's just no room for him like nobody wants him nobody cares all the positions are filled. Nobody's nobody's going after after Kevin Dotson, and I think you're playing a dangerous game the longer you wait to trade him. Yeah, because like you know, there is something to once bodies start flying in practices um, in the summer and and into the fall, his value kind of goes up. Yep, you know, 
but that's only if he can stay healthy, which is not something he's proven he's very capable of. So yeah, you're exactly, yeah, you're just gambling on whether if you hold the longer you hold on to him, the more you are gambling on him staying healthier longer than however many other star starting guards in in the NFL. Exactly, you are. I mean, you're taking a risk. He's a guy that's a risk that you could get a reward for right now. And I just don't think that's the Steelers' mindset, and I think it'd come back to hurt them. All right, let's talk. Stay on the offense. Let's talk tight ends. Zach Entry came back to the Steelers over the weekend. Uh, a non-surprising signing. I was looking a couple of things here. So the 33rd team, we've been going off their rankings all offseason, had him as the dead last tight end ranked that could possibly resign. I looked at PFF. He was also the dead last worst tight end in football last year of all the... 50, I think it was 52 tight ends or something that caught at least 10 passes or 12 passes or whatever it was. He was dead last of efficiency or whatever, whatever PFF, you know what I mean? Like PFF's rankings, you don't really know mm. what they mean. You just know that whether they're good or bad, he was dead last. He resigns. I thought it was going to be a joyous moment. I think half the fan base was very excited and like, oh, okay, this is a position to need. This is a guy who's, you know, on the upside of his career. He's still young. And then half the fan base was like, this guy sucks. I can't believe the Steelers aren't going to draft Darnell Washington now. What about Connor Hayward? Million questions. I have a theory, but I'm going to ask you first. Do you think the door is still open to add another tight end? Or do you think that the Steelers are comfortable with Zach Entry, Pat Fryermuth, and Connor Hayward? I mean, I'd be comfortable with it. I mean, I don't I don't understand how you could not like uh, Zach Gentry. I don't know. Yeah, like he seems completely solid. Like, ex- like exactly what you need as a as a backup tight end. He's solid. He's reliable. He can catch. He can block. Like that. I don't know what those PFF numbers are are getting at. I I, I don't think this is a bad signing at all. When you look at the fact that I don't know. Yeah, maybe Darnell Washington or someone might be there in the draft, but. Is that worth the reach for yeah. to upgrade this this pretty solid tight end group like mildly? Like, are you gonna like? I know Darnell Washington is good, but like that, it seems like more effort than it's worth to go after a different tight end than just sit with a solid group you have right now and upgrade other areas. Yeah, I, I don't think I never thought that Darnell Washington was really on the board for the Steelers. Like, if you take a tight end at thirty two. What what's the plan here? Like you're running 13 personnel at all times. It is now just you have to have two tight ends on the field at every moment or, you know, sometimes three. If you're going to toss Connor Hayward out there, you just don't really need any other wide receivers except for the two that you have. I don't. It just doesn't feel like a, a Matt Canada styled offense or an offense that's generated to help Kenny Pickett succeed or Whatever, it's definitely an offense that would boost Najee Harris, no doubt. But Pat Fryermuth can't block enough to put him out there and say, hey, you know, sometimes you got to block and you got to hold your block. He's not going to be able to do that. I think maybe a mid-round tight end was on their their mind, possibly. I still think it maybe is on their mind a little bit. My theory is this. I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Connor Hayward is listed as a tight end. They keep talking about him being a tight end, whatever. I do not remember a play where Connor Hayward lined up as the only tight end last season. Not one. He played a lot of slot. He played a lot of off ball. He played a lot of 
I guess, halfback in that weird fullback off behind the tight end position. Very minimal actual tight end. And I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether they want to admit it or not, or are going to go public with it or not, see a guy who's 5'10 and a half, 185 pounds, as the guy that could be a long-term tight end. I think that they could make him a slot guy and he'd be just fine. My thought is that he replaces Derek Watt if Derek Watt doesn't return. Is that Connor Hayward becomes more of a fullback slash halfback type situation where you can move him out to the slot. He kind of becomes like a versatile role piece, a little bit like David Johnson in years back. I don't know. I don't, I know you don't know who David Johnson is, but way back in the day, we'll know who was watching David Johnson. I owned his jersey at one point. He was a fullback slash tight end slash just whatever the Steelers needed this guy to be. That's who he was. I see Connor Hayward being that because then it allows the Steelers to draft another guy, see if he develops into something more than Zach Gentry and allow you to still have three tight ends without any pressure. You know, if you have four tight ends that are true tight ends, one of them's got to go. If Connor Hayward's more of a tweener, you could keep all three. You could, you could feel rather fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. I, I like finding a place for Connor Hayward. I don't think yeah. it's a fullback. I mean, no? if he's too small to be a tight end, I think he can block, know. but I think he needs a little bit ste- a little bit of steam. Like I, I think he can block. I think he'd be able to block like a Miles Jack, but I or like an Anthony Walker who plays for the Browns, but I don't think he'd be able to block a Miles Garrett. Like if you know, like yeah. if, if you put him on the edge and TJ Watt is face to face with him, TJ Watt's gonna win that battle. But if he gets a little bit of steam, I think he could block somebody. I think he'd be tough. And the Steelers don't use their fullback as a fullback, anyways. Derek Watt yeah. doesn't block. So what? He's just gonna become uh more like a pass catcher, just like, yeah, a, like just like a running back who. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate that. Um. Yeah, I I guess I don't hate that, but I also think putting uh be, yeah, I guess fullback would create kind of those matchups on a linebacker where Connor could use his his agility or his, his speed to catch some passes. That's the thing. I just wouldn't want to take Connor out of the pass game because I think no, he no, has got to line him up that. in a slot. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I just worry about that. I, I'm not entirely convinced on the on the blocking thing. I. Like I just think I, I don't know. I I guess I see it. I guess I see it. Do you see? Do you see this? The issue being, you don't think he could lead Najee through a hole, or you're just worried that it eliminates him from the slot? Because I still think that they use him in the passing game quite a bit, both out of the backfield and the way he played last year, which is like lining up, you know, pretty much at wide receiver. But. I just think that his like primary position, like what he's listed at would be more of like a tight end. It would be, if I saw it, if I could see it on the roster right now, it would just be tight end slash H back. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. And yeah. And I guess I like, I think they're going to keep him either way. Um, Yeah. Whether or not they draft another tight end. um, I think they will kind of see who's available and react to it. Um, And I think that's the good thing. That's the good thing for Connor is that he can, he can kind of be whatever they need him to right now. Yeah. Um, my my concern is more the leading Najee through a hole, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I think there is room for a Derek Watt type player, and if Connor is going to be his replacement, he's got to be both a great you know slot receiver, pass catcher, spot tight end, and this blocking halfback that can also you know come out of the backfield and and catch passes that. I think he's a versatile player. I don't know. That seems just like a lot to put on Connor. 
and yeah. it feels I, like it you're always, trusting. It is. It, it is. feels like you're trusting a lot into a guy that hasn't proven a whole lot. Not to say that he can't be a good player, but you're trusting a lot in a guy who hasn't proven a lot. That's yeah, but he's a he's a Hayward. So he's got the name. He's got the name. I, I do. I agree with that one. I think you are putting a lot on a guy's plate. I don't think there's a, a fullback role technically in Pittsburgh. Like I think Derek Watt did nothing. I get he he was really good at those one yard gains, you know. But like the Steelers would line up and and you would look on Twitter, they'd be on the goal line and they'd kick a field goal, and everybody'd be like, Why did Derek Watt not enter the football game? Why <laughs> What, why Why was Najee Harris running without somebody in front of him? And that's just the Steelers just since the Rosie Nix days. I remember asking James Conner one time when Rosie Nix returned from an injury, what he thought about, like how excited he was to have Rosie. And his eyes lit up. I guarantee you, if you ask Najee right now, if he'd rather a fullback, he'd be like, well, we don't, we don't use fullbacks. So I don't. <laughs> You know, Matt Canada removed the fullback from our offense, actually. He Which now is crazy because he, he used to love his fullbacks. Like, he used to love using those guys. He used Sorry. to love scoring a boatload of points, but That's he true. just doesn't, he doesn't enjoy doing that. Not yeah. in the NFL, at least. I don't know. I don't know. But Mike Tomlin also went out. For anybody who wants to go check all that out, I would go, do a quick Google. Mike Tomlin talking about Matt Canada, whatever. He, you know, he was all about him. He was all about it. He, Mike Tomlin had great things to say about why they kept Canada, but he, somebody asked, I want to say it was Chris Halleck asked why they chose to stick with him. And he was just like, I have nothing to add outside of art Rooney. And I was like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, you know, could you imagine yeah. being Matt Canada sitting around and just being like, nobody in this football team has faith in me whatsoever. It's a very right. loving relationship that I have right with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's gotta be bad. It's got to be for for him. Like we're getting off top a little bit, but it's got to be kind of miserable just walking into work every day. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't live here. His family doesn't live here. Like he has to go home. The the life of an offensive coordinator is brutal as it is. Like I remember Randy Feekner telling me one time that he was, you know, eating Thanksgiving dinner by himself in a hotel room. And I was like, that's like, you could come to my house, man. Like it's just me, but you can come over here. Like, Um you know, Matt Canada is the same thing, dude. He's got, I don't know if he's got an apartment or whatever, but his family lives in North Carolina. So where he goes in the summer for six months, seven months out of the year, he's just hanging out up here with a bunch of people who hate him with right. the, an entire city who, if you see him walking through a grocery store, aren't going to have nice things to say about this guy. And that's what your life is. Like, it's gotta be so brutal. Right. And even the people inside your locker or I guess not in the locker room inside your building who are supposed to like have all the faith in you aren't, I don't know, their faith is run. I don't know. Their faith goes to a certain extent. And then after that, they're just like, well, he's here. You can't really hear he's here. I don't know what you want me to do about it. And that's that's exactly it. Yeah. People coming up, you know, constantly asked about it. He's got to talk about it every third. It's got to be an awful life. Matt yeah. Canada. So give him a little bit of props for sticking that one out, but yikes. Big yikes. Yeah. All right. Um, talk to offensive line. Talk to Zach Entry. Let's talk potential Steelers free agency signings before we get into the over-under and how everybody sh- should just completely go win a boatload of money. The Steelers have a long list of players who are still on the open market. A lot of them are kind of young who played somewhat important roles in 2022 are there names that are still out there that you look at and say the Pittsburgh Steelers could still resign this guy and I might see it happening at some point here in the near future 
Yeah, I mean, I look at some of those guys um, further down the, I guess, list of not kind of potential value, um, like J.C. Hassenhauer, uh, Miles Boykin is another one. Yeah. These are just guys who fill, who fill their roles kind of as well as I think anyone else could, and they have familiarity with the team and with systems and all that. So, I don't know, Hassenhauer for some depth at center, that feels like a good, that feels like something they should do. Um, it won't be super expensive and it'll help you sleep a little bit easier at night. Um, yeah. Same with Miles Boykin. He fills a role, won't be expensive. Same thing. Like lock up some of these don't like you've made your big, your big splashes. You've, you've filled those big positions of need. Let's, let's lock down some depth before we go into the draft. Looking for, for more stars would be my line of thinking. Yeah. I think, I think Hassenauer is a good name. I was kind of surprised that he didn't come back early enough i know that he visited the giants last week i don't think anything stuck i just felt like he was a swing guy he's been here for three seasons now and played like somewhat of an important role off the bench he could play center he could play guard the offense very much so likes him he's a great cook from what i've heard <laughs> i i thought that one made a lot of sense he's still only 28 years old where i could see hassenauer coming back is if the steelers try to draft a center and are unable to Mm-hmm. and then they just go, okay, well, let's bring JC in and have him compete. But at the same time, I also think that you could look at a guy like JC and say, well, he understands that the Steelers have a lot of competition right now, so I'm not guaranteed to make a roster spot where if he signs somewhere else, he could look at it and be like, okay, well, now I'm the backup swing guard. You know, I still play a role, so I get that one. Miles Boykin is another one. Like, I thought Boykin was a guaranteed return. Dude was there lead pass or run blocker as a wide receiver last year. He was their best special teamer by a mile. Oh yeah. The Steelers loved miles Boykin. He's a smart dude. The locker room very much. So enjoys him. I mean, he never complains ever. He, I think he had one. I still remember his like second day of training camp. He had a bad day and the next day he had an absolutely phenomenal day. And then he told me that we will never see a bad day from him again. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he never had one. Like, yeah, never, was, good to know. Good. Like, yeah, glad we, glad we locked that up now. Yeah, yeah. He just he just continued to play very well in practice. He did nothing during the season. But again, like he was a, such a good run blocker on the outside that you just felt there was a role for him. I think he's still a name that could be very high on their list. Derek said it on Friday when we were talking about potential wide receiver signings that boy, he's surprised Boykin isn't coming back. And I feel the same way. He's still 26 years old. He can't be that expensive. I think the longer we waited out here, the more likely the Steelers are to bring him back. And I think he could actually be a pass catcher on the outside if you let him go catch a football. Yeah, I mean, he's huge. Like, he's a, yeah. he's a big dude. Yeah, I just think he I think he fits well in Pittsburgh. Surprised he hasn't come back yet. Um, I'll toss a couple of names out here as well. To Derek Watt, I know we just talked about replacing him with Connor Hayward. But if that's not the route the Pittsburgh Steelers choose to go, I, I could see Derek coming back. I don't think he gets a deal anywhere else. Vet minimum, he's 30 years old. Come back for a year or two, then retire. You know, play good special teams. You finish your career with your brother. That You don't force JJ to go to, you know, different games every weekend. He could just come to <laughs> Pittsburgh. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. If, you know, for some reason somebody goes down, he could try to convince JJ to come out of retire. It just, it's a perfect situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're, if they're playing just like a reserved football, <clears throat> excuse me, tactics in free agency at this point, 
Derek Watt is definitely a name. And then the other one, people don't want to hear this one, but it's Marcus Allen. And I'm surprised Marcus Allen hasn't come back yet. I thought he'd be like a guaranteed just come in for, you know, a two year, $1 million year deal. Very, very simple. The Steelers love that guy in special teams. He's a hype man of the locker room. Do I think he deserved to be on the roster the last two years? Not at all, but the Steelers love him. They've loved him for a long time. Danny Smith loves him. He's loved him for a long time. I think that they're waiting on the bicep to heal after he tore his bicep late in the season. But I I would be I would actually be surprised out of all those names if Marcus Allen isn't back in the Steelers at some point. It just feels like every year eventually you just get the Twitter notification that just says we've signed Marcus Allen to a two year deal. But those would be my two guys, I think. Yeah. I yeah, Derek Watt makes makes perfect sense. The Marcus Allen one, I don't know. I'm not for especially I don't know. I, I just I'm not sure that you can't get something. Oh, you can than- you you could get a million things better than Marcus Allen. A million a million players better than Marcus Allen. You have three players, and if you made Marcus Robinson just a full time specialty better than Marcus Allen, but they love that guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. Me neither. I, I don't don't Me get neither. it at all. Nope. There's a lot of players that if you made a bad penalty or did this or did that, you would be on the verge of losing your job in Pittsburgh. Marcus Allen could do whatever he wants, and the Steelers continue to love this guy. It just doesn't it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, what about the rest of them? You think there's a chance that like Miles Jack resigns? Um more names out there. Carl Joseph could make his way back. Benny Snell is still on the market, and I think that's an interesting name as well. Benny Snell, I'd, I would rather have Benny Snell playing special teams than than Mark Allen, quite honestly. Benny Snell was um, the second best special teamer in Pittsburgh last year, behind right. Miles Boykin. Right. Um. So I think Benny Snell. I. I. That was another name I kind of looked at. Like that's that seems like one that they should they should do too. I mean. He's a pretty solid backup running back too. We saw that in Indianapolis. Um, yeah, when, when Najee went down, he was he was really good in that game. Um, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I, I like Benny Snell. Another guy who just won't be expensive. Like I would rather give a million dollars to Benny Snell, uh, or you know, a two year contract to Benny Snell than I would to Mark Allen again. But I don't know, I think I'm just racking on Mark Allen now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think your distaste for Marcus Allen. Just to just to toss out, there are, there have been a lot of running backs signed in in yeah. Benny Snell's like little department here. The mm-hmm. guys who have not been re-signed, just from the top of the list down, will go. Uh, and this is the thirty third team again. We we should get sponsored by these guys or something. The way that we're <laughs> using this tracker, Zeke is still out there. Jarek McKinnon, Kareem Hunt is still out there. That's a surprising one. Did not realize Kareem Hunt was still on the open market. Uh, Leonard Fournette is still out there. Then it's Benny Snell listed. Then after him, Daryl Williams, Daryl Henderson, David Johnson still out there. Devontae Booker, Dontrell Hillard, Dwayne Washington, Gio Bernard, J.D. McKissick. And then you get into like the the real the Justin Jackson, Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray, Malcolm Brown, Mark Ingram, Marlon Mack, Melvin Gordon. There's a lot of names out there. I don't think a single name for a backup running back that you're looking for quality backup running back play is better than Benny Snell right now. I'd tell yeah. that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, like there are a lot of 
guys who I think might be starters, but there are not they're not a ton of guys that I would that I'm like, wow, this guy's obviously better or more valuable to any given NFL franchise than Benny Snell would be. Nope. I agree. Outside of Zeke, McKinnon, I think could be very valuable, but I think he's a starter somewhere. Kareem Hunt's a starter somewhere. Leonard Fournette's washed. Outside of that, it's it's Benny. It's mm. Benny. And I think Ben I, I'm just surprised. Like I, I thought Benny would have a backup role somewhere. He'd be like an early signing, get another opportunity. He's 25 years old. Like the guy's young. Let him. He's got n- almost no tread on his tires. Like let him right. run the football. Let right. him do his thing. But I agree. I think that if he does come back, I'll kind of feel bad for him because I'd like to see him get an opportunity somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, one last name that I'm going to toss out there that I think the Steelers will resign, but very late is Carlin's Patel Platel out of South Carolina. He's a corner. There's mm-hmm. a reason that they let him stick around all year on IR last year. They're just you know, they saw something in him. They liked him in training camp. I think he comes back for a second training camp. I don't know if he makes the team, but I do think that at some point we get the news that that he comes back in here. All right. Last thing I want to talk about. Pittsburgh Steelers win over under our odds, whatever you want to call them, are now out for the second year in a row. The Pittsburgh Steelers are riding that, you know, winning team borderline. DraftKings is the only place that I've seen that has released them so far. I've been looking everywhere. I don't have a DraftKings account, but I'm going to make one because FanDuel just doesn't want to release these things. They released them for like the Jets, but not the Pittsburgh Steelers, which didn't make any sense for me. The Jets, (laughs) you don't know anything about right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, you know everything about right now. So why are you you waiting on other teams? Eight and a half is the number. Eight and a half. Last year, I think it was seven and a half. This year, it's eight and a half. It's been 16 years. Just to remind everybody, it's been 16 years, a terrible offensive coordinator, an old quarterback transitioned into a rookie quarterback who got subbed in at halftime of a Jets game after the starting quarterback got punched in the face by his, his wide receiver and his offensive coordinator got choke slammed by his right tackle. Winning record, nine and eight. He's never had a losing season. Eight and a half. I mean, uh, let's start here. Do you bet the over or do you bet the under? I'd bet the over. I, I like. I took a quick, you know, scroll through their opponents for next year, and there's some big names on. But there's some big names that they play against. You know, there's always Rams, Rams, Patriots, Raiders, Packers. You know, Seahawks. Like there are some tough games. 49ers. It, the Steelers got better. They got like yeah. a lot better from a team that won nine games last year, and and had the hardest record in the NFL. Are the hardest uh, schedule in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't I I don't think there's any reason to expect anything other than a step forward from it was nine wins last year, right? Yep, nine and eight. Yeah, and and eight and a half is literally you're betting on a winning season versus a losing season. Um, I'm going to take my chances on a winning season again. Yeah. That it's been 16 years, and I don't even know. <clears throat> I got something in my throat. I don't even know if that is the exact number, but I know it's been at least 15 years. Let's see. Winning seasons. 16. He's at 16. So we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're hunting for 17. You're telling me that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to, you know, like I'm just taking, I'm, I'm taking what history tells me. And what history tells me is that there's zero chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a losing season. They didn't get worse. Just like you said, like, it doesn't matter. 
how hard the schedule is, they didn't get worse. Will they win 11 games, 12 games? I don't know. That one I think would be tough. But eight and a half, like I think you should have put it at nine. You should have put it at nine right. or nine yeah. and a half, I guess, and let somebody decide. You're right, because I was ten or nine. Right, because I was so their divisional games. Like I have no reason to expect that they won't split with the Bengals again. The no. Ravens are the Ravens are in hell. Yeah, they're winning both games against the Ravens. They're not losing. The only reason they lost last year is because Kenny went down on the third play of the game. Right. Browns, Browns are Browns, but I Browns still think Browns. something something screwy could happen in one of those games, and they might drop one of those. But they're going to beat the Cardinals. They're going to beat the Texans. They're going to beat the Colts. I, I'd be willing to take my chances on them beating the Rams and the Raiders too, and the Patriots. Quite honestly, that's ten wins right there. And they play the pa- yeah yeah that's that's ten right there. <laughs> it's ten like, right there. It's so easy. It's the yeah. easiest bet ever. Ever. Yeah. You got to hope it stays there for. I know I'm waiting for fan sided. I I I have all my winnings from March Madness, which is not much, but I st- I I called it quits before I you know really got bad, <laughs> and uh, I'm just waiting every day so that I, whole thing, everything I got over easy. I think the real question is, do you think that if you had to bet on it, do you think the Steelers make the playoffs this year? Are the Steelers a playoff team? Because I, I I know at some places you could bet that. That's the bigger question. Not I don't care about a winning record. They're going to get a winning record. Are they a playoff team or a playoff caliber team? When you think about the teams that were ahead of them this year, that that made the playoffs. So the Titans, right? Titans the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars won that division. The Ravens made as a wild card. Yeah, they're not doing that again. No, no, no. Um, the Chargers made it as a wild card. Okay, and that's it, right? No, there's one more wild card team. Yeah, didn't. Uh no, the Jets and uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. That was the third one. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. I don't have a ton of faith in them doing that either. Like I, I think the AFC gets easier, yeah. especially. I mean, it depends where Lamar goes, but it, it it on paper it gets easier this year, and yeah. the Steelers got better, and I it all kind of adds up to, yeah, I'd take the over on their win total, take that winning season, and I'd. I, I I bet the odds would be pretty good for them to make the playoffs at this point, yeah. but I would take that. You'd get you'd get some good value. I, I don't. If you wanted me to make a prediction, you know, gun to my head, a little less certain of it. But if I'm just putting ten dollars down on it, I, I'm absolutely taking them to to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that they. I think the the path gets it gets. I think it doesn't necessarily get easier. But the Steelers get better. Like the Ravens, I don't, I don't consider the Ravens a, a playoff team right now. But I expect the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers, so I expect them to make the playoffs. Miami, I, I think that's a giant question mark because you have no idea what's going to happen at quarterback. You don't know what two is going to be. Big, big concerns there. Uh, L.A., I, I just don't. I, you can't have faith in L.A. until they prove something. You can't have faith in L.A. Don't expect anybody in the South except for the Jaguars to do anything. So that's that's not a wild card spot you got to concern yourself with. The Raiders are not going to get better. Uh, just like we said, the Ravens are gone. It's the Steelers will literally be competing with the New York. I'm still going to put the Bills as the AFC East winner. The Jets, the Dolphins, I guess. Maybe the Patriots to a small degree, but I don't think it's a yeah. significant degree right now. The Patriots are going to do that thing where they're 
they're going to win nine games and be right on the edge of it and never yeah. actually be in the pick. Yeah, never actually be in control of their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they'll be. And I think the dolphins will be right there with them and the chargers. And I think that the Steelers could, could outman a lot of those teams. Like, I think yeah, like they they're... could just squeeze through with one extra win, especially the jets are going to, and the dolphins and the Patriots. That's a tough schedule. That is yeah. what? Six games where you have to play some of the hardest teams in, in the league. Right. I mean, that's not going to be easy. It's just right. not. And look, I mean, if the Steelers, had, if Kenny Pickett doesn't turn the ball over, what, twice in the red zone yeah. last year against the Dolphins, they're they in the win playoffs. That game. Right, yep. they win that game and they're in the playoffs. Yep, Mitch Trubisky doesn't have to come in against Baltimore. They're in the playoffs. Like, there's just, there's a million ways that the Pittsburgh Steelers squeeze in last year. This year, just like you said, they're going to be so much better that it's hard to disagree with them not being a playoff team, which I think a lot of it starts and ends with themselves. But I think Lamar Jackson's future plays a big role into this one. Now reports say that he wants out of here. Now maybe maybe this, the Ravens want him to leave as well, according to Jeremy Fowler. I just, you know, you don't see that one becoming a happy ending. And I think Baltimore is uh, is in a lot of trouble. Didn't they, the, the Ravens sign somebody recently, didn't they? A wide receiver? Or they were in the mix for a wide receiver? Oh, oh, DeAndre Hopkins. They're one of the five teams listed for DeAndre Hopkins. Who are the other? F- who are the other four? The Patriots, the Bills. Oh, I don't remember the third team. I don't remember the third team. Oh, the Chiefs and the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which the Patriots, the rest of them would be totally fine. But it, could you? I would feel so bad if DeAndre Hopkins ended up in Baltimore, just because. Yeah, that he's not going to have a quarterback. Yeah, like you're right. gonna you're gonna be going from. It just get me out of this team, send me somewhere good, and then you end up at a team where Tyler Huntley is trying to throw you the football. And the an Ravens emphasis are, on try. The Ravens are allowing themselves to have like two good offensive players at a time. They're going to swap out DeAndre Hopkins or Lamar Jackson for DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. It's just not. It's just not a good. I just hope he doesn't land there. Not even for the Baltimore Ravens to improve, just because I think DeAndre Hopkins deserves a ring, mm-hmm. and he should be ring chasing, and that is not in Baltimore. So yeah. this is what it is. But, it, but in the good t- side of that, the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl are a uh, playoff team. Feeling pretty good about it. Definitely mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about it. All right. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk like this video and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure to check all of mine and Steven's workout at all Steelers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy the beginning of your week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>